Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Eat, Sleep, Rave, Pete Clark. To be more like Pete, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. It's the Joe Show, you're sitting on the front row Always helping you grow all the things that you know So vote with your feet, tell the people you meet And if you want a treat, reach for a bag of meat Hello and welcome to our show I'm Joe Marla and this is Tom Fordyce Hello Tom it's lovely to see you, Joe, but you have the sort of look on your face that tells me you've got something planned. Why? I haven't got something planned. I've actually bought you a present. Right. Um, this is yours, and it's yours to keep forever and ever. Don't say I don't get you anything. Why am I feeling so scared? Can I open it? Yeah. So well, you need small, to for the next bit. It's a small black, um, looks like a small black coffin, if I'm honest. It's a little small black box. Yep. I'm just going to open it. Oh, we've got... A mouth organ. A what? A mouth organ, a harmonica. It's not a fucking mouth organ. That's not... That's a tongue. <laughs> see what you're saying. Nice. You like it? Thank you. Okay, so I saw this thing um, the other day, and I'd, I thought I'd try it out. And I thought, who best to try it out on? I first thought my wife, but then I thought, mm, I, don't, I don't think Daisy will like this. Okay. But so Tom thought, would like this. I thought, I'll try it on Tom. He's always up for a laugh, aren't you? So are you willing to play? You are looking so excited that I can only assume. Well, I'm excited because I'm not sure how it's going to go. Right, what we're we doing? Right, so you <laughs> you need to put that mouth organ or harmonica in your mouth. The Can right. I put it on my lips. Just put it in your mouth. On my lips. What do you mean? You don't want me to swallow it. No, not eat it. Right. Just put right no, there. put it right in. Right there. So like, as if hang on, let me get my uh, mouth organ out. See, I bought one each because of uh, COVID. <laughs> Um, or herpes. <laughs> so put it in as if you're you're having to bite down on something because you're getting a tattoo. <laughs> you're not making me any less worried that I'm now having to bite down on a harmonica. Just bite, bite down on the harmonica. Put it in a bit more. Mm. I'm just going to make my way round. Are you carrying a piece of wood in your hand? <laughs> you, I was looking for a ruler, but I can't... Oh, what are you going to do with that piece? Why say ruler wrong? No, ruler's fine. Is it a ruler or a ruler? <laughs> I wish it was a ruler because in your hand is the doorstop. Right, do you want like a massive wedge of wood? Do you want the thin end or the fat end? What are you doing with it? Are you hitting me or You've already 30? agreed to play the game. <sighs> fat end. I'm going to hold the harmonica in my mouth and you're coming over. You're going to hit me with this bit of wood, aren't you? I'm going to need you to uh -huh. go there. Okay. Do you have a weaker body part or a stronger body part? What body part? Do you want your arms or your legs? Leg is bigger. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no. You have to keep it in. Excuse me. You have to keep it in the whole time, okay? okay. Just keep it in. Okay, I shall. Put it deeper. Put it deeper. 
Right, put your harmonica in your mouth. It's not worked. Would you, would you like the fat end or the thin end? I'm just doing this the way you did it. Fat end. Right, your harmonica is in your mouth. Which body part? Arm or leg? Leg. Leg. So I'm going to come over and smack you with this bit of wood on your leg. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, I'll come over now. Hang on. Ready? Uh-huh. Just turn out a bit so I can get a bit more oomph on it. See, my one worked. That fucking hurt. Why did you slap it? When you say it works, what do you mean? Right, so I saw this thing on uh, I saw this thing on Instagram the other day, and some bloke was sat in a room, and he had a harmonica shoved in his mouth, and this other person came over and hit his knee with a hammer. <laughs> I'm glad you went for a piece of wood. So he hit his knee with a hammer, of which, like, hard... And who? And as soon as he hit it, because he's got a harmonica in his mouth, he went, oh. Oh. and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, "That looks like so much fun. I'm going to do that to Tom." And lo and behold, <laughs> it didn't fucking work. I think you're meant. I should have explained. You're meant to like. You can only breathe through the harmonica. You cheated because you could actually speak. You didn't say at any point that I can only breathe through my harmonica. All right. Well, for another time. When I, uh, <laughs> we'll, sa- we'll save that for another time. Um, let's move on to uh, mentioning the subscription mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Would it help if I did the whole subscription chat through the harmonica? No, no, take it out your mouth and let's be pro. If you want to support this shambles of a show, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon for just a pound a week. You can get bonus content. Do me some harmonica in the background to make it moody. Okay. Okay? Let's get yours out. It sounds like we're in some sort of blues bar. Okay, do, do, do a line, do a line. For just a pound a week, you can get bonus content. Add free episodes. Add free longer episodes. And you will be growing the show at the same time. You can also listen... Keep playing. You can also listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. Let's see, keep playing. If you would like to come and watch Joe Marler play the accordion while being hit with a small piece of wood, you can come and watch the Joe Marler show live. You can still buy tickets to our live tour later this year. Click the link in the episode description. Or search for the Joe Marler show live tour. Frank Sinatra. Why Frank Sinatra? Didn't he used to play harmonica? You could have said Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. <laughs> Who we got on next? Let's. That doesn't work. Let's get a guest on. Can you do the thing with your hand to make it go wobbly? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! Our guest today is Tom 
slash Thomas because it, this could get confusing for Gotcha. Me. So we're going to go with Thomas. Our guest today is Thomas Skinner, who is a business owner and a TV personality. Welcome, Thomas. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right, actually, mate. It's good, it's good to see you again. It stinks a bit, isn't it? What? It's really? <laughs> Hang on. I'll give, you, I'll give you my armpit first. Tell me if it's me or Joe. It's probably fucking me. Like you, oh, mate, no, you're all right. You're good. But why would you want to sniff that pit? I know. Fuck it, I'm just coming. <laughs> what we're saying right, is so Joe. Tom, Thomas is very much uh, upfront and uh, to the point, so it's fine. We'll work on the air conditioning system and probably get uh, my Tom to put some deodorant on uh, next time we have a guest. No, because <laughs> that will help you with your. Have you you've been here a long time today? All day, mate. All day. All day. What time to start? Five a.m. Good time. So we got in here after we had some breakfast. You had some porridge. <laughs> I had a croissant. But my question to you, Thomas, is what have you had for breakfast today? And was it in Dino's calf? I was in Dino's calf, 5.30 today. I had steak pie, mashed potatoes, steamed veg, ran chips, and lovely thick gravy. Where's this Dino's calf? Uh, Leighton, in, on, on the new Spitalfield fruit and veg market. And you had steak pie? Yeah, I have it every morning. You had steak pie for breakfast? Yeah. With gravy and veg. Yeah. Look, I'm not. I'm not judging because everyone eats. Mate, their you're own, a sportsman, aren't you? Like you should know that nutrition. Steak pie <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning. It's good for you. Keeps you going. What about Listen, try what are you it. having on the steak well, pie? Well, see, I watched your little social media video, Thomas. Um, describing said breakfast. Two points for me. First thing, when you were pouring on the gravy. You yeah. made a point of saying it was a no-look gravy pour. Yeah. I saw you look. I did look, yeah. That's fine. Do you know what they've done me, though? Because normally they, they pour it into a tea mug, yeah? But you had a massive... It was then like a... what happened was, well, well uh, Ernie, who, who runs a cafe, his sister said, you've got to stop giving Tom gravy in, in teacups. Like, it's <laughs> embarrassing. So, so he, he, he today, he went, look, when my sister got me the, the, the gravy pourer, and then it was a bit big, I weren't used to it, so I thought, fucking, I can't, I don't want to spill it. To be fair to it, it was a very, very big jug of gravy. <laughs> my second thought, Thomas, as I watched your video, I was eating my own breakfast, which I'd prepared last night, which I don't think I could find a breakfast which was more opposed to your breakfast, the opposite of your breakfast. I was having overnight oats with some raisins, cranberries and apricots that had also been overnight in the milk. Would that get a bosh from you or not? That would be a bit... I've suspected as much, Joe, yeah. Overnight oats? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just have them in the morning? I was in a bit of a rush why, on the train. Why are they called overnight oats as well? Prepare them the night before. Yeah, Soak but... them in the milk, fluffy. Fluffs up all the fruit that you've put in there as well. You look like... It sounds like a lot of ag, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> it sounds like a lot of ag. How the low... guy who has a steak and ale pie. <laughs> How low on your list, morning. Thomas, of potential breakfast would overnight oats be? I don't think you'd make the list. Never? Never. No. Mate, have a prop... Listen, even if you ever fry up two sausages, bacon, egg, beans, black pudding, fried slice, bit of bread and butter. Right, for, let's just clarify this for our listeners that might not know what, what the fuck we're talking about. But on your social media... You post, is it every morning? Pretty much, yeah, when a guy works. Every bit, morning right? you're giving out your, what you're having for breakfast. When did that become a thing? Do you know what it is, right? So I start work most days at three in the morning. So I've done a couple of hours work before I get to the calf. So I, I normally I'm unloading the lorry or in the warehouse or sending out vans. So I've done a bit of manual labour. A bacon sandwich ain't going to cut it. You know what I mean? It, it just ain't going to do it. So we get in the calf and where it's a night calf, a lot of people have been working for the night and they still want dinner. So it serves proper meals all through the night. So I've been having them well, forever since I've been going there and I'd have like, you know, a roast dinner or a lasagna and chips or something like that. And then, and then every morning, because I get like, when, when, when the boys come in and we're going to work or whatever, 
I go, come boys, right, let's go and give it 110%. They were going to go and smash the day. And one day, my pal Big Lanks, he just filmed it because he thought I was funny. He's like, he's like, geezer's off his head. He's having lasagna and chips, baked beans, like a bit of cottage pie on the side and a croissant with jam. It's 5.30. <laughs> he's giving a motivational speech. He's like, I'm going to film. So he filmed me doing it and I've done it. And we put, we put it on, uh, on my Twitter and my Instagram and everyone just loved it. So I just filmed it every day since, basically. I can, I can only remember what... I, there used to be a place open all night, 24 hours called Buddies in Brighton and they would do the same as what you said in at Dino's, anything, like proper slap-up meals all through the night. And I remember having a roast about three o'clock in the morning Ooh. and it was mainly because everyone else was having like chips or kebab or something like that and I was just trying to be different. I said, yeah, I'll have a roast. Why not? I've never had a roast at three o'clock in the morning. I can't imagine you've ever had anything other than the overnight oats. <laughs> or are you going to say, say that I'm wrong? Any kebabs or anything What am like I that? having here? There's certain places you go to, aren't there, Thomas, where, as you said, the idea of having a full meal that time of day is quite normal. Yeah. And I've, I've spent a bit of time, as you know, Joe, in my younger days in nightclubs. And sometimes the nightclub world, Thomas, would coincide with the working world. So someone would come out of a club at five or six in the morning and fancy something to eat. And their lives would intersect with the people who'd been working through the night Fruit and, yeah. and things like that. Those were always slightly strange conversations that would take place. I, I used to have a burger van on, on the end of the Romford Market, but it was a night nighttime burger van, yeah? And there was a nightclub down the end called Opium Lounge, and there was a couple, <laughs> there was a couple of other bars in there. And about, we'd, we'd be there till two in the morning, and the amount, listen, it was a, me and my pal Darren Spooner, we used to sit on this burger van, cooking just crap burgers, basically. <laughs> and pe the amount of people that just buy them out of their faces, going, and just watch it all fall down, and we just... Oh. Brilliant. <laughs> right, you said earlier you usually start about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Doing what? Go to the warehouse, load up the vans. Because we do loads of different things now. We sort of supply a lot of shops with beds. Um, we all sell stock. We, we buy sort of bankrupt stocks. And where we, we go all over the country, I like to get the vans out on the road to the first destination by nine o'clock. So getting there early, getting the job done, getting the vans sent out. Pretty much, I've made me money by sort of five, six o'clock in the morning. And that's, that's sort of what I try and do every day. So that's what you do now, but what was your what was your very first job? Very first job was a paper round around Romford when I was about 12, 13. Then I had a, I had a job on setting up the market stalls in the mornings. Then I had a job as well at the same age working in my dad's mate's barbershop sweeping up air on a Saturday. I used to love that because everyone used to give us a couple of quid tip and all that. It was just, that was it, that was it. And then... Uh, Got expelled from school and started working, really. That was <laughs> not a lot to it, really. Do you know what I mean? No, but you, you, you say that uh, like you started out paper rounds and you were sweeping air, getting a tip, and then you get expelled from school. But then you somehow managed to be a successful businessman. So people would... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think you're putting yourself down a bit but, here. But I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not a good businessman. I'm not, <laughs> no, I ain't. I, I really, really ain't. I promise you no, I'm dyslexic. I can't fill a format. There's certain things I can't do. But what I am good at is selling and talking to people. That's about it, really. So I, I've built a little team around me now where I'll go and do the deals, do the negotiating, doing the chatting and, and all that sort of arty for And all the emails and everything else, just leave stuff because I can't do it. I just, I just, you know, I can't do it. So people may have seen you, Thomas, on The Apprentice. Yeah. Do you think of all the people who have ever been on The Apprentice, you were the most custom-built for The Apprentice with your background? Okay. Selling, 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 working, yeah, working, working. Like, you know, like... Going on The Apprentice is the best thing I've ever done, and I absolutely love doing that show, but I don't think they'd had anyone on there like me before. You know, like, when you watch that show, everyone on there's like, I'm the best at this, I'm the best at that. I, it was his fault, it was her fault. I was like, I, I, I'm crap at that, mate. 
Like, no, 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 I'll take the bait. They, they weren't. That's how I was. Do you know what I mean? So I think it was just I was a bit different on that show. But that show was such an experience for me. Like I met people that I'd never ever meet in, in my life. You know what I mean? And, and uh, it was just great fun. Great fun. I just on the Apprentice. There's one thing that really fucks me off, and that's when you get kicked off, and I can't work out. Like they're always, you're always in the clothes that you arrived in. Yeah, because you filmed it at the start. What? You film your exit. At the start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What? I don't know. <laughs> so that's that's why I'm always confused about it. <laughs> so, so, so you'd start today, the, today's show, dressed like this, and then I've, I've watched you over six, seven, eight weeks, and then you're in exactly the same clothes again. I go, fucking hell, what's... Yeah, but you know what they do? That so, so you have to pick your ballroom suit. So, so they go, right, you need one suit that you have to wear in a ballroom. You think, oh, it's got a fucking stink, in it? Like you wear... You yeah, know, like, 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 the, like this room. Like this room, basically, yeah, yeah. right? And and you have you have the one suit and the one tie, and that is your ballroom suit. So every time you go in a ballroom, you have to wear that suit. And then what you do is you go, they go to you, right, before we do task number one, we want you down here on a Wednesday... We want to we want to film you walking out of the ballroom into the cab, so that when you get fired, if you get fired, that goes on the telly. Right, right, Joe. I think we need to ask Thomas what else really goes on in the Apprentice because there's a lot of stuff to explore in the Apprentice, isn't there? Yeah, let's get into that bit. You won't be aware of this, Thomas, and Joe may be angry for me for with me for raising it, but Joe sometimes very occasionally struggles with reading the script um, at the top of the show. How many goes at it does Sugar have to have when he does the task at the top? A hundred. Yeah. Oh, he fucks up. I'm all the time, mate. A ballroom, a ballroom. No, he does. I swear my life. A one. Listen, Lord Sugar's a legend, yeah. But you got to remember, he's in his seventies. He's an old boy. He comes in and he goes, uh, and he just says something completely wrong. <laughs> but, so are you lot sitting there whilst he's getting it all uh, wrong one ballroom takes three or four hours to film Oh, and you're sitting there and sometimes you've got to stand you've got to stand at the back yeah so you don't always get a chair so you can be standing <laughs> and you're standing you're thinking fucking hell like oh just fire someone because there's, there's only what's there there's only four chairs is there yeah, you, get, you have like four chairs front, and, the and then other everyone else sitting on the back. You got to stand, but you st you're standing for a long time and, it, and it's like, cut, right, can you say that again, please? We didn't catch up on the last line. And you think, what? <laughs> and then you see like the two of them arguing. Like, so they go, no, I, I, you, I told you to do that. I told you to sell them. And then all of a sudden they go, cut, could you have that argument again, please? No <laughs> way. Is that, is that legit? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> You've got to go, oh, no, this is. I think this is ruining it for me, Tom. <laughs> I think I want it, I want this to be untrue. I want to. I don't want the magic of TV to be ruined. That Lord Sugar actually. Well, yeah, listen, there. He's, in fact, it's nice to hear that he can't fucking read a line off a piece of paper like I can actually. Well, do you mean probably ruin it for you? Probably go on. You've, you've the, already the, done it. The ballroom ain't a ballroom. What is it then? It's a it's a warehouse. No. It's a warehouse. No. And and uh, you stand in a queue outside the warehouse and you wait to go in. And then you walk into this warehouse that looks like a ballroom with all lights and cameras. There's like 60 people in there with all cameras as well. So like, you, you, you're in there and you, you're thinking, I want to win the show. So you're like, Lord Sugar, I'm, I'm the best. And they go, cut. <laughs> it's brilliant, but it's brilliant. It is brilliant though. But it's not in a boardroom. It's not in a boardroom, mate. That's in a warehouse. But it looks like a boardroom. But obviously, it's TV, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it looks like it's up high. It's just on the ground floor in a, in, a, in a warehouse in West London. It's not even on the second floor. I don't know what to say anymore. Who is the most intimidating? Oh, yeah. Who are you most scared by, Joe? Claude. No. Nope. Who's the Karen? girl? Karen. Karen Brady. 
Oh, she's got a vicious tongue on her. <laughs> Honestly. Wait, she's, she's all right, to be fair. She's all right. They're, is she? Yeah. Do you know what? Like, they're actually all... It's like, they're really nice to you. They're like, oh, how are you? Oh, you're doing really, really well. Kill them with yeah, kindness. Yeah, fantastic. And all of a sudden, you go to a Vox Pop and they go, can't believe Thomas done that. He's t- Look, he's absolutely... And you think, what? You just... What? You just stretch out. <laughs> Fuck's sake. This has really ruined it all for me. Right. Alan Sugar, although he can't like get the words out properly, and he has to take three or four hours to get the tape right, is he all right? He's actually all right. He's is good he? Enough. He's a nice. He's a really nice. I was lucky. I got on well with him. Yeah. He's a really nice man. To be fair. Was there a part with your with your series where you were? Because I remember when he he fired you in the end, and he was gutted to do so. He, or he went on for a while saying, "I don't want to do this. I really like you, Thomas. I think you're wonderful." But I, was there part of you that just wanted to turn around and said, "Well, fucking hell, mate! You didn't fuck. like me that much because you're firing me." Then he went. He went. I mean, I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I knew I was getting fired. I'd lost every single task. Like, <laughs> at, like how I was Ominous. even on that show in the first place, I don't know. You know what I mean? And and I was sitting. I'm sitting there, and, and he goes. Uh, he goes, Tom. I really, really like you, but you know, eight out of nine weeks, you've just lost. <laughs> you know, and and you keep getting it wrong. And I was like, I know, I know. <laughs> He's like. Does a leopard change its spots? And I went, well, I don't know, I might do. And he went, no, no, a leopard doesn't change its spots. <laughs> went, oh. Rhetorical. Then, and then, oh, sorry, he went, it wasn't a question. I went, oh, sorry. And he goes, but, you know, if we was friends and if we was at war and I was in the trenches and I was a general, who would I want by my side? You. Because I know I could trust you. But we're not at war, we're in my ballroom. And that is why I'm going to have to fire you. I'd love you to just go, we're not in a fucking boardroom. <laughs> we're, we're in a warehouse. <laughs> we're in a warehouse, you liar. It's all bollocks. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> not even on the second floor. <laughs> liar. And when he, when, he, when he actually said, you're fired, yeah. like his classic line, did he do it just the once or did he have to yeah, fire you more than once? Four or five times. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend you're surprised again, Look, can please. Can you do it with the other hand this time, please? You're fired. <laughs> oh, am I? You told me fucking four goes ago. <laughs> Oh, right, okay. Well, that's really sport. Not sport. In fact, I quite like that, the insight into actually how it all works. Maybe I was just so naive thinking that it was real. How do you think you'd get on, Joe? On The Apprentice? Mm. Bad. I'm going to ask you, and then I'd like Thomas, as someone who's done The Apprentice, to assess your chances. Bad. Like, you know, you, you've got the gift of the gab, mate. You've got no qualms but, about but, just yeah. going up to someone and trying to flog them something or there's no embarrassment is there don't get you're, just, you're just there I don't get nervous are you sure <laughs> you get you don't get nervous but I'll get a little bit shaky you start to get a bit shaky don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry that's just sorry me and, me and one of the boys that was a big one for me actually because <laughs> me and one of the boys at, uh, at Quinn's that I play with we like love you. We love your videos, your social media. Thank you. And we love that one from um, Master Chef, where you go. I don't usually get shaky. I don't. You, no, you go. I don't usually get nervous, but I'm starting a little bit shaky. And we sat all the time at work now, like when we're getting a little bit on the pitch or something. We go. Oh, I don't know about this. I'm getting a little bit shaky. <laughs> and for you to have said that. In person, I feel really honoured and I appreciate that because now I can go back to Alex and say, fuck it happened in real life. And now I know, Tom, I should get back to the job in hand. Joe, I would like to see, because I am interested in what you'd be like on The Apprentice. Could we maybe, Thomas, have a situation where let's imagine you've been on the same team in a task 
and you are the last two candidates down. So you're fundamentally having to stitch each other up. So the task has been, uh, you've had to promote the Joe Marler show. <clears throat> it's not gone very well. Um, Joe, why has this task gone so badly? You failed to promote the Joe Marler show. <laughs> why? What? I have. Mm. How have I failed? Look at the numbers. Uh, this fucker. Can't are you say that on TV. <laughs> Well, they'd bleep it, wouldn't they? They probably... I don't know, it's after nine, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay, carry on, Joe. Okay, this motherfucker... No, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas didn't have a clue what he was doing. Honestly, he gives it all that, but he was bad. Really bad. That, uh... Fucking get rid You're of You're fired. I'm fired? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to... How can you fire me for not being able to... You've just proved my point. <laughs> So you, you fired Joe Myler from the Joe Myler show. That's how bad he was, Thomas. Oh, God, that's... Actually, if I can't even stand my own show, I'm really fucking struggling it. This episode is sponsored by the following excellent people. Queen Victoria Grace Lopez. The Batman, Joshua Baddeton. Bob Hope and Glory. Detective Sergeant Thee Sherman. Abfab, Abby Kyle, the engineer, Warren Allsop. Here's to you, Tom Robinson. All his Matthew Fairs in Love and War, Under the Sea, Sebastian Shlovsky. Daniel Beers Baker, Becky Garrett, and Dom John Newbold. The Professor, Niels von Hinton Reed, Ben Wharton Towers, and a rose between Chris Palzerthorn. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. You touched on earlier about market stalls, was it that you? I just love working on market stalls. I know it sounds, but I really enjoy it. Honestly, like, what's I, the best bit? I don't know. He's saying about I've worked, I've worked on market stalls literally my whole life, and then I didn't do them for a few years. Built, built up a really big business, was successful, and sold parts of it off, and, and, and didn't have to do it. And, and then uh, I sort of got to that point where. I miss grafting the market, meeting people, and, and I rang up one of my old contacts. It was only a few months ago, and I said, "I said, mate, I said, fancy getting back on the market." She went, "He went really." I went, "Mate, I'd love to." Like, what we got around us, and bought a bit of stock, and uh, went, rang up an old market to work on. I said, "Any pity?" They went, "Yep, yeah, boom." Went down the market stall, cut my mates who'd worked with before, and on, on the pitches we, we we set up the stall, and and, and it might it does help that people know who I am now. But but I put it on Twitter and. Loads of people come down and we sold out. And I thought, do you know what? This ain't too bad. We'll do it again. And in the Christmas, we'd done one literally nearly every day. And uh, we had such a laugh on there. Like, we were just having fun. And I don't know. What like, sort of stuff did you sell then? Mate, it was all different. We had, um, in the, we had like Yankee candles. We had like massage guns, um, prams, kids' bikes, Winnie the Pooh toys. Like, literally, like, it was like, yeah, Aladdin's Cave, anything. And would you start at the crack of dawn as well for the yeah, market stalls? Yeah. Go down Dino's Cafe. This is the market routine, yeah? 
go to the warehouse, go and pick out the biggest looting van, cram it to the right to the doors, we've stopped, throw a few tables on, drive to Dino's, have like lasagna or steak pie or Christmas dinner, because it was before Christmas, drive to a market, wait for the art burn to go down, <laughs> set the stall up and crack on. And that was it. We've done it every day. Loved it. What is the secret to selling from a market stall? What's the top three tips if Joe were to set up his own market stall? Stack them high and watch them fly. Right, um, Thomas, you're going to have to help me out a little bit more. Stack them high. So stack your product high. Yeah, like physically. Yeah. Why? Because it looks good. You've got to have a good flash. You've got to stand out. So when people go, God, look at all the gear he's got. That looks fantastic. Yeah, but what some, some would argue that you go, fucking hell, look at all the gear he's got. He can't sell any of it. Because you've got loads. Right, listen. <laughs> if you go if you go to a store with only a few things out, or you go to... Go in a shop, right? And you go into a clothes shop. Men's clothes shop, you buy T-shirts. And you go in a shop with a, all empty shelves, or you go to one across the road that's full of gear. What one are you going to buy gear from? The one that's got all the, all the different options, all the different stock. Well, it, dep good. it depends whether the shop's got the stuff that I like in it. But you like the one with all the stuff in it, trust me. Not if it's you, fucking full of do. stuff that you, I don't like. Joe, you do. Oh, I do. You do. So that is a technique. Yeah. Stack them high. Yeah, you do. Watch them fly. Yes, yeah. Okay, tip number one is... is Stack them high, watch them fly. Tip number two, Thomas? Just be friendly. Like, people buy from people they like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, might really struggle with that one. <laughs> I think you'd love it. <laughs> you, I think, wait, you'd be a good market trader. No, I do, sometimes I do car boots. Love a car boot. Me and my missus, we do car boots sometimes, and... Uh, how many fights you had in the car boot? I've had loads. I've never had any fights in it. Why? That's surely that's not advice to. No, you, but you do. Like, come on, let's be honest. Car boots are bad, aren't they? Well, it's mental when you get there early. I've got the truck, and it's like <laughs> oh, we've packed it all up, and it's an open bed, so you can still see the stuff. But we're, we're going down the field slowly to our spot. And the people that have already got their early doors, I haven't even parked up yet, and they're starting to rifle through the back of the truck. Like as you're oh, moving, you got, as we're moving, oh, what you I'm got? Bad. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And Daisy's like, fucking stop the car, fuck it, and she's get get out, get out of the way. We're gonna unpack it in a minute. What you got? Got any perfumes? Got any perfumes? Got any men, men's clothes in there? Any shoes? Looking for shoes? Nail varnish? Got anything? And we're like, we haven't even fucking stopped yet. I don't know how to do this, so. No, I don't have fights, but I do have moments you where I'm could, like, You can is... sell anything in a car boot, can you? Literally anything. I'll tell you my best story my car boot, right? So I was clearing out, I was clearing out with Gaffin, and uh, I had this set of I had this set of glasses. There were six glasses on this little silver tray, yeah, and I just put it on the floor. It just like, just took, right? And I, I guess he went, he went, how much for the glasses? I went, two quid, mate. He went, how much for one glass? I said, it's a set of six, mate. Like, it's two quid. I said, just give us one pound. Well, but how much for one glass? Mate, I said, are you winding me up? He went, I only need one. <laughs> I said, it says fucking pound, mate. Like, you know, it's just, that's what they are. <laughs> it's the people that actually ask for bags. Like, so they go, have you got a bag for that? I went, what do you mean, have I got a bag for that? Like, shop. It's a couple It's a couple of, like, kids' toys. They're like, have you got a bag? And I went, yeah, I have got loads of bags, but they're my bags. <laughs> I, I'm, not a, I'm not a bag seller. Get your own fucking bag. You've come to a car boot. Go get your own fucking bag. Sorry. Um, back to your market trading. So you mentioned about the community feel. Is that the best thing about being a market trader? Or I do, it's just the buzz of it. Like you get up early, you have a nice bit of breakfast, you get to meet people all day, you're having a laugh, you're grafting, you're making a few quid. Like, that's just a good buzz. I just love it. Have you ever been to a posh market? Like, like a well-spoken, always like, Market traders only work with like a, a stereotypical market trader voice. I would describe your voice as a stereotyped market trader voice. But if you if 
If, she, you know, if I was like trying to sell, give us your best selling strawberries or apples or fruit or something. <laughs> like you're trying to sell me some fruit. Are you going to haggle, Joe? What do you mean? I will haggle, what yeah. Am I selling you? What do you want to sell me? Well, just pick out and I'll sell it you. I'm going to ask you, Thomas, was... to sell. Um, don't ask why I have a harmonica here, but I do. There is the harmonica in its little box and it's blue. I'm not even that good at selling either. Who's played this before me, by the way? They ain't got, like, coles, coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> got some coleslaw. They ain't they got, got some cold, coleslaw. Cold, cold Can we get some coleslaw with our steak? <laughs> right, Joe, you are potentially interested in buying this. Hello, mate. Um, I quite like the look of that uh, harmonica you got there. Can um, How much for it? Well, if you can play as a tune, it's free. But I've ne- I want to learn how to play it, so I, I obviously I can't play a tune, so it's not going to be free, and it looks quite <laughs> antiquish. Um, how much? Uh, oh, and it sounds like it's in tune. I'm still I'm worried about the cold slurs. <laughs> <laughs> so worried you played it a second time. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got a spare one here. <laughs> why have you got... Why is, Don't why? ask. Tell no questions, ask no lies. Can Almost. It's nearly there. I want to buy the harmonica. All right, you buy it, Joe, go. <laughs> How much the harmonica? It's, it's quite an old one, mate, because it was, it was my granddad's. You... So it's a family heirloom type so, thing. So why are you selling it then? Well, I didn't actually get on that. Well, he's dead. He's dead now. So you'd be cheap then. Well, no, but it's still it's got a lot of sentimental value. Um, so that's probably going to be about twenty quid, <laughs> if that's all right. Fiver. A fiver. Thing is, like he, he died because he had um, loads of uh, cold sores <laughs> from the harmonica. <laughs> Can you have a crack, Joe, at the market trader's voice, please, for me? And, um, Thomas, you can maybe give him marks out of ten. Let's go. Have I not got... Is my my normal voice not... Let Thomas be the judge. Go. All right, yeah. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. You seen this, love? You seen this? Look at this. You know what this is? No, sir. What is it? (laughs) Well, this, this, my darling, is a... It's a little box of tricks. And by tricks, I mean harmonica. And she goes, uh, what's harmonica? Well, it's actually known in the in the you know the the the, the sort of upper echelons of uh, Chelsea and Kensington. You know all that fucking malarkey, uh, all those fruity sorts up there. They uh, they use mouth organs. <laughs> this plays your tune. You want to be like fucking Sammy Davis Jr. or um, C6 Steve? He can fucking. Oh, he can play a tune. Uh, who's going to start me off with a tenor? Decent, Thomas. Was that? I thought decent? that was pretty good. Yeah, it was a lack of eye contact, wasn't it? Would you make eye contact with it? Can you stop cleaning the harmonica? I feel bad because I've got cold slurs. Just fucking have the whole <laughs> you can have the harmonica. That's that yours. Right, yeah. That's your, That's a gift from the Joe Marler show to you, Thomas Skinner. Thank you very much. Don't usually get nervous. Don't get nervous. I'm starting to be shaky. <laughs> Don't get nervous. Be really. I'm a little bit shaky. So right. So we've established like a bit. What could you do? A market trader voice. Fucking hell, I'm not I... buying anything off you like that. <laughs> Was that my market trader's voice? If you Joe, want something, you can have it. Do you know what it. I liked about yours, Joe? And correct me if I'm wrong here, Thomas, was there was a, a great deal of imagination at work there. So his patter was quite good and he was taking it to different places. You got a bit of backstory on it. Yeah, even though it's bollocks. Do you know what I mean? You've got to fluff it up a bit, haven't you? Just give him a little bit of... 
Pizzazz. A little bit of pizzazz. Mm. I just don't shout really loud, to be fair. Come on, you lovely people. It's a sell day today. Have a look. It's all half price, but twice as nice. Look what we got here. We've got some lovely harmonicas. Now, Google them now. They're on Amazon. $99.99, but not today. We're not 40 quid. We're not 30 quid. We're not even 20 quid. We're £15 here today. There's only a few left, so have a look. Come on, line up. Who wants one? Put your hands up. Let's go. Sold, sold, sold. Abash! That was it, really. I've got to be honest, Joe, that was better than yours. Fuck it, I'd say that's well class. And then we go. <laughs> <laughs> now, because uh, you've played that one, can I have it for seven fifty? Uh, you, Of course you can. It's a used one. model. To be fair, I'll even sign it for you. I don't get nervous. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to have a little break just to work on me. Oh, my head, dude. Yeah, mate, the fucking hell. I'm going to have a little break. Some fucking adverts. You'll sit and wait and listen to them, and if you don't, well, that's up to you, because there's always a choice. I was going to say those were the ads, but I think, actually, would you do us the honour of taking us out of the ad break by selling the next part of the Joe Marler show to the listeners? Well, just say, come back and listen to it. Yeah, but in a way that makes all those listeners who might be thinking about maybe doing something more interesting come back to the show. Okay. Um, now, guys, if you're if you've been listening to this show and it's probably not great, I'm on <laughs> it. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, there's some better podcasts. There's a lot better podcasts out there. I mean, like, I'm just like a fat geezer that eats chips pie in the morning and sells things on the market still, and they've got me up here to talk. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on, but we're going to talk some more bollocks. So, carry on watching. Hey, Bosh. <laughs> <laughs> Was that all right? Are you always on the lookout for cheeky little entrepreneurial activities? Are you always looking out for the next business you could get your definitely, hands involved? Yeah, definitely. Try, try to. Do you know what I mean? Where? So, what what have you tried so far that that didn't work? And what would you think about trying in the next year or so? I don't know. Um, I've done really well the beds, beds and matches. That was my thing. Um, still manufacturing, still supplying shops. Just not selling online myself at the moment because it's hard, you know. Like at the height of it, we, we were delivering sort of three to four hundred matches a week all over the country, um, and you can imagine people ringing up, going, "Where's my bed?" Like vans breaking down, delivery drivers letting you down. It was very. It got to the point where it was such hard work to manage. I I, I didn't enjoy it anymore, and um, I sold it off. And 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 uh, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm bringing out Bosch Lager this year. You know, I love lager. I say Bosch. Makes sense. You'd be good. Yeah. I never had a platform. Now I've got a bit, not a massive platform, but I've got a few followers and you could, I just try and make money out of it really, to be honest with you. Whatever you can do, you know, and, uh, and and if you can find a good product and it's a good price and people like it, then you've got a business. What would you suggest that if Joe and I were going to try and be more entrepreneurial this year, any steers for what we should get involved in? Not harmonicas. We've hang on. We've, we've we need to sell um, tickets for our live tour for our show. So we need to, we need a little bit of perfect, Thomas. You're the right man for this. So we're doing how it. we how we advertising that? Like how do we? What's the best technique with that? I don't know. <laughs> you're a fucking sales expert, Thomas. <laughs> Honestly, what you want to do is set up a website. I don't know how to sell tickets. I don't know. Just put them on your Instagram. Right. Yeah. So, hang on. Let me note that one down. Just you're already going to do that, aren't you? Just go like, I'm Joe Marler. Yeah. I'm Tom. We're going on tour. We've got some tickets. They're double cheap. 
Great Double show. cheap. Great show. I told, I'm not a very good businessman. I told you that. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's why I didn't win The Apprentice. <laughs> but, I can fucking but, see that, yeah. No, it makes sense now. What about your jobs, Joe? Before you became a professional rugby player, did you have any unusual jobs? I was a turfer. Mm-hmm. With the turf. And I was a waiter. I did try setting up a dog walking business for my wife once called Daisy's Dogs. Uh, you all right? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's probably not an original name, is it? Uh, that didn't really take off because um, she didn't really want to walk any other dogs apart from ours. <laughs> did, you, did you think about checking before? Did she ever express an interest in Well, she, she thought, it was before we had kids and she thought, oh, maybe I'll... I was like, well, do you want to do something? Like, what, what do you fancy getting into? She'd left her job. She was like, um, I don't know, I like, I like doing the dog walks because we had two at the time, three maybe at the time. And I went, all right, we'll do that then. She was like, well, I kind of only really like our dogs. Not sure about the other people's and apparently you've got to get insurance and stuff like that and then didn't really take off, Tom. I'm, I'm surprised. You've got to enjoy it and when it gets too big and too much, you either got to walk away or you've got to know how to run it all. You know what I mean? It's, it, business is hard. It's really hard. He's like, I always laugh and joke and mess about, but when it comes down to business, you, you can be sitting there, just stress right out, and you just don't end up don't enjoying it, honestly. Yeah, I imagine you've got to be quite tough at the end of the day for all the fun that working on a market stall can be. If you're running two or three different businesses, you are going to get a start as well. If you're setting them up, you're going to get knockbacks, you're going to get things that don't work out. Cool. Like, it's like anything you do. You know, I've, I've made a million mistakes in my life, and I'm always learning. I, like, I, I get it wrong all the time, you know, even, even I've... I've I turned down, I'm not going to say this, but I turned down a deal last year that I wouldn't have to do anything again because and, and, I thought I was better and clever and I thought, well, I can do this. Then I went, look, listen, I'm sorry, it's not for me. Oh. But I would have loved to do that deal now. You know what I mean? There's so many things that, that you learn as you go along. You've got to think on your feet and carry on going. You strike me as someone that just does exactly that, that you get the knockbacks, but you've got so much energy about yourself that you just keep, Plowing just keep bad, on it don't really matter, does it? You know? Is there never a point where you sit there and go, fuck, actually, I can't do anymore, or I am a bit sick? you just got loads of just energy to keep, to keep going. going. Just got to keep going. I've got loads of overage now. I've got... <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you ain't got a choice. I've just got to keep paying bills, so I need to earn as much money as I can, really. Sounds to me, Joe, like the best fun is at the start when you've got all these possibilities ahead of you, Thomas, and you have a little idea and then you test it out and it starts to work and it starts to get bigger. That sounds more fun than all the headaches you have when something gets really big. I mean, like, my favourite business that I own is my gym. I own a boxing gym, Boss Gym. And, like, listen, it doesn't make lots of money, but it's, it's great fun. Like, I mean, if I didn't go there, I'd be 400 stone because the amount of food I eat. I mean, I train there sort of every other day and I enjoy it and we, we do lots for the community. We do free kids' boxing classes. We've got a sponsorship deal with Wenzel's where we give everyone food after training, mainly donuts. I don't think it's a great idea in a gym, but... <laughs> <laughs> people, it's like your sort of gym, John. People will have a donut. This does sound like my sort of gym. Where <laughs> is this gym? Brentwood. Fucking hell, it's a long way to commute, but I think it's worth it. Could I have two donuts? Of course you can, mate. You can have as many donuts as you want. Oh, don't say that. You can literally You'll be go, out of business. You can go in there, trust me, like, we've got unlimited donuts. <laughs> like, trust me, like, we've got unlimited... I've done a deal with the bakers, Wenzel Bakers, who supply donuts to the gym. Fucking brilliant. Your energy's infectious. More infectious than the cold sores. <laughs> well, we don't, don't want a cold We sore. don't know yet, because no one else has played the harmonica since. Oh, but... no, we don't know yet. No, we won't do that. You, you're just brilliant. 
absolutely love your energy that you just Thank keep you. plowing on through and it seems to be working that whatever you put your hand at, you put 100% effort into it and long may it continue, mate. Thank you very much, Joe. Pretty Brilliant. Cool. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Cheers. Top Thank man. You. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Thomas. Babosh. 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 Are you, are you saying babosh? I think he goes into his bosh with a abosh. Abosh. Too much. Okay. Abosh. That was the same. Abosh. And again. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Abosh. No, you speed up the bosh. Just speed up the ab bit. Abosh. No, slow the bosh bit. Abosh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to you, you have done exactly as I requested. <laughs> But you, you can, I can't. I can't hear my own voice. I don't think he just says "bosh." I think he has a little a bosh, a bosh, a bosh, a bosh, a bish bash bosh, hey bosh, geezer. Oh, I, I just can't help myself. It's a little bit like when we uh, when we spoke to the gangster Stephen. I ended up trying to like because there was so much fear from me. Yeah, that I tried like sort of softening it by trying to talk like him a bit to make him feel like he didn't want to do naughty things to me. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in actual fact, he may have thought that you were taking the piss out of his accent and he was more likely to do bad stuff to you. Well, I haven't had no horse's head in my bed. Not yet, Joe. So, what do you mean, not yet? Wow. It's been fucking ages. Surely there's a time limit. It's the middle of January now, Joe. I don't know how you feel about January. A lot of people hate January, don't they? They think it's the worst month of the year. Because it's cold. The weather's bad. The days are short. The fun of Christmas has gone. Some people may not be drinking. They may be on diets. In your head, what is the worst month of the year? Well, now that you bring it up, the January month is pissing me off a little because it's dark early and it's like dark in the morning as well. So it's only like light for, I'd say, about five hours. And I can't work it out. I'm like, where the fuck, where does it, why does the sun go missing for so long that it's dark? Can you answer that? Why does it go missing for so long? Because the moon. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of these questions you asked me, Joe, where I feel I should start answering, even though I don't really know the correct answer, just because I know it ever so slightly more than you, but still nothing. I think it's to do with the Earth orbit around the sun. Moving slower? No. Fuck. The angle of the... But we've had... we. How the fuck don't we know the answer to this? We've had Tim Peake on. We've had Dr. Becky Smethurst. We need to get, like, a like a sun expert on. <laughs> well, a... do we? That's how little we know. Maybe we don't need a sun expert. What do we need, then? A seasonal expert. A calendar <gasps> expert. But different pictures on That's different calendars. Job, I'm going to give you some either-ors, Joe. Yeah. Because we had some success with our Heroes versus Celebrations. Yeah. February or November. Ah, they're both shit. One or the other. It pains me to say Feb, the full version, because I can't understand why it's February. Why is it not February? Answer me that. (laughs) Would you go for February on the basis it's a little bit shorter? See what you're doing. You're just going February. You're not pronouncing it right. It's February. But you just go February. Don't February. Yes, that's an apostrophe then. Uh, November. Quite like November. Because the fireworks and wedding anniversary. Yeah, go with November. March or October? March. I like March because of Paddy's Day. Yeah. So March. May or September? May. Because September's dog shit. 
Why? Well, it's still a little bit warm, but you're only looking ahead to winter. Nah, May, because you're like, oh, I've got another two months of lovely weather coming. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue the opposite there at all. May is, in my mind, May is the best month. It's a bit like the Christmas Eve of the summer. No, May's still, no, June. June's the best. June's the best, surely. It's slap bang in the middle, isn't it? Because it's six. (laughs) But there's 12, so... So slap back in the middle is the end of the very end of June or the beginning of July. Hang on, let's work that one out. One, so you got one to twelve in a row. Yeah, yeah. So actually, six isn't slap bang in the middle, is it? It'll be the ones either side of that. Also, so five is in the middle. That's five in the middle. Is six in the middle? The gap between six and seven would be in the middle, except February being slightly shorter. 365 days in the year, I reckon early July's the middle. Um, anyway, yeah, Thomas was lovely. What a lovely black, oh, a lovely geezer. I hope he wasn't offended if I did end up talking like him sometimes. Well, if you enjoyed that as Joe and I did and you would like to support the show, don't forget you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon. For just a pound a week, you can get bonus content, ad-free episodes and, Joe, please do this in the style of Thomas... You will be... Yeah, growing the show, mate. You grow the show, you grow the show, you buy a bit, you get a bit, you get a bit more. If you don't buy it, you know, you get a little bit less. But I'd strongly recommend you buy a little bit more and you grow some other show. You can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. A barge. If you would like another podcast to listen to, try The Secret History of the Estonia. This is pretty amazing. It's a brand new podcast from Crowd and it is an investigation into the mystery of why a passenger ferry sank back in 1994, killing 852 people. This was Europe's worst peacetime shipping disaster since the Titanic, and many people remain convinced the truth behind the sinking has been covered up. Journalist Stephen Davis hears unbelievable eyewitness accounts from survivors and speaks with investigators who've been working on the case for years. It is mind-blowing, fascinating stuff and ends up delving into espionage, spies and the Cold War. Definitely worth checking out. I like the sound of that one because I actually invested my quality time in the secret history of Flight 149. Is that a similar vibe? Same presenter, investigator, same producer. It is really good. Oh, okay. Give it All a right, lovely. Right, who's on our next episode, please, Tom? There's a couple of options, Joe. Neither has confirmed yet. Both are good. Watch this space. I'll see you next time. But if I sit here and watch this space until then, I'll be here fucking ages. My wife will be like, why haven't you come home? And I'll be like, well, because Tom's told me to sit here and watch this space that he's now vacated. Go home for a bit. I'll text you when the guest is ready, and I'll see you then. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.